Dear loving Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us the privilege to be among the living. We thank you, Father, for having this opportunity to study and to fellowship with you. Please grant us understanding of your word. Grant us of your spirit. Put your words in my mouth. Please give me what to speak to your children that will help us to go through life's journey and keep us in obedience to you. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. February 4. A message for boys and girls. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm 34 verse 11. Every child and every youth should bear in mind, I am of value in the sight of God. I am bought with a price, and I am the property of Jesus Christ. As a follower of Christ, I am to practice his virtues, that I may represent my Savior. Pray much. While at your work, let your heart be uplifted to God. When you have committed to God the keeping of your soul, do not go away and act directly contrary to the prayer you have made. Watch as well as pray, lest you be overcome with temptation. Resist the first inclination to do wrong. Pray in your heart, Jesus help me, preserve me from evil, and then do what you know Christ would be pleased to have you do. You may ask as many others have done, How may I know that Jesus receives me and loves me? Shall I know by my feelings? No, by obedience to his holy word. Appropriate to yourself the rich promises of God. Believe his word that Jesus is abiding in your heart by faith. Through faith and trust in God, you may have his peace and you can then say, I know in whom I have believed. I will listen to every whisper of his Holy Spirit. There is but one way to be victorious. Serve God with all your heart because you love him. Seek him daily because you love him and know what he is to you. Be faithful in the little things. Although no eye but the Lord's may review your work, remember that you are doing service for Christ. You may now be obtaining a precious experience every day in serving God. Plant the principles of truth in your own soul and reveal Christ in your character. Do not be satisfied with a common low level. You can resemble Christ in character. Look unto Jesus constantly if you would advance step by step in narrow path cast up for the chosen of the Lord to walk in, saying in your heart, Thee will I seek, O God. Thee will I follow. Thee will I serve. Under thy guidance, I can and will go forward. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is a message to boys and girls. 
And this message is not only to boys and girls, but to every child of God. Jesus said, Suffer the little children to come unto me, for, for such is the kingdom of heaven. If we must be disciples of God, saints in heaven and on earth, we must always be like little children. And the message here, given to boys and girls, by no means is referring to just children who are of the age of boys and girls. But it's referring to boys and girls in the eyes of God. And that's what I am, and that's what any child of God is, regardless of their age. We have seen that Jesus loves little children. And truly, the message primarily is given to boys and girls. And we have to understand that boys and girls, little children, do have their own temptations that they pass through. As adults who may be responsible for them, parents, guardians, or anyone at all, we need to realize this. Do not think that children do not have their own trials and temptations. Have you forgotten your own childhood? Did you not have your trials and temptations? Children are tempted in many ways. Tempted to steal, to take things that do not belong to them. And they know they are not supposed to do that. Others are tempted to tell lies when they have done something that they consider to be wrong. And even if they have not done wrong, some just like to say things that are not true. And it's not just for fun, but they are under the temptation of Satan. Other children are tempted to be stubborn and rebellious, to be selfish and always seek for that which they want regardless of other people's feelings. And when they are told that they are wrong, the next time they want to still do that wrong thing, that exhibit the selfishness, the greed, they struggle with it. This is a trial for them and they are under great temptation of the devil. And then, other children suffer greatly from low self-esteem. They think they are not worth anything. They think that their mates are better than them. And they suffer depression from the low self-esteem which they feel. They want to be on par with their friends. They are already esteemed in the eyes of God, but they don't believe it. They've not been told, and some who have been told, they don't believe, and others don't know at all. And they suffer deeply. Suffer from depression. They are shy. Some cannot even have conversations with their friends because they don't know what to say. And it's a great trial for them to have any conversation with anybody at all. And then there are others who have been abused sexually. Children of very little, very young ages, as, as low as three years, two years, and even much more, they have been abused. And this is a temptation for them. Either they suffer through the trial, not knowing that their abuser is abusing them, or when they do know, they don't know how to resist. They don't know how to say no. They feel like reporting the situation, but they don't know how to report. They are afraid. And then others who do not even know that somebody has abused them feel like it's a normal thing to do, and they start to be abusers themselves. And then there is the physical abuse that some of them pass through. I could go on and on and on. These are things that many of us can relate with. And I may have not mentioned something that everybody could relate with, but 
Many of us can relate with these things and that's why God has a message for boys and girls. The practice of Christianity is not to be waited for till someone is old enough. Little children should be told that they, they have a savior in Jesus Christ. They should know, as far as they know there is a sin, they should know that there is a savior. As far as they know that there is something called wrong, they should know that there is something called right and they should also know that they cannot do right by themselves, that they need to depend on an external power and that power is none other than the man, Jesus Christ. Parents are to introduce Jesus to their children at a very, very early age because as parents, you cannot do everything for them. They need to learn to exercise faith early enough. They need to believe in the Savior. They need to be told the truth that holy angels are around them and they have an angel that represents them before God. They need to be told to pray to God. They need to be told that they can ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit and God will give it to them. And when I talk about self-esteem, the, the, the devotion we read today addressed that in the first paragraph. That I may know him, page 41, paragraph 2 says, Every child and every youth should bear in mind. I am of value in the sight of God. I am bought with a price and I am the property of Jesus Christ. And you know who Jesus Christ is. is the God of heaven, creator of heaven and earth. And then he follows on to say, As a follower of Christ, I am to practice his virtues that I may represent my Savior. End of quote. Why is it important to, for every, chi- every child to know this? So parents, if you are listening, tell your children that they are of value. Some children are suffering racism where they are. Others are victims of tribalism. It's not just racism. There is still tribalism even in other places. You are not from this tribe and then you are marginalized. You are not from this race and you are marginalized. Satan has no mercy on them. They face it right from childhood. Every child should know that they are, a, they are the property of Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus? He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Let them know that that is their source of strength and power and that is where they belong. So they should not look down on themselves. Neither should they feel superior to others because of their family. If your child suffers from pride because they are from a rich family, or because of who their parents are. If you are a parent like that, do not allow your child to depend on you for their self-esteem. Don't let them feel good because they know their mother and father are this or that in the society and they have a high position and they don't suffer from self-esteem issues but their source of strength is not from God. It is from what their parents have or who their parents are, or what they themselves have, what they have done, or their intelligence, or their witty comments. Do not let your child to suffer in that way, to think that that is what makes them what they are, what gives them self-esteem. That will be a great disappointment because as they get older, if they lose that wealth, if they lose that great intellect, or people stop praising them for it, They are going to be in a serious problem because they will feel like they are nothing. They will feel like they have no use again for life and they will suffer depression. So, tell your children that they are of value because they are bought with a price and they are the property of Jesus Christ. And now, the next thing that follows in that reading is that they are to practice the virtues that represent Jesus Christ. Because this is where the real issue is. When you let your child know 
that they are the heritage of the Lord and you are training them to be a reward for God, then they are to be told too that they are to practice the virtues of Jesus Christ because it's only by obedience that they know that they are followers of Jesus, that they really belong to him. It's not just, it's just something they say with their mouth. Oh, I am a child of God. No, let them know. Because we read too in the devotion in paragraph 4 that some children may want to ask, how do I know that Jesus receives me and loves me? Is it by my feelings? The answer is no. It is by obedience to his holy word. So when you let your child know that they belong to Christ, let them know that disobedience cuts them away from Jesus. Not because Jesus cuts them away, but they cut themselves away. Be careful to make that point clear. Jesus does not throw you away because of your obedience. Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2 tells us that it is our iniquities that cut us off from him. He is pleading with us to come, but we separate ourselves from him. Let your children know. Introduce them to Jesus so that they love him. And having loved him, let them know that they separate themselves from him by disobedience. Therefore, it is important to always practice the virtues that represent Jesus if they want to retain Jesus in their lives. Children are to be warned about bad friends. If you read the book of Proverbs 2 verse 10 to 22, tells us clearly that wisdom comes for a purpose to cut us away and deliver us in verse 12 it says to deliver thee from the way of the evil man from the man that speaketh forward things who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked whose ways are crooked and they forward in their paths to deliver thee from the strange woman even from the stranger which flattereth which flatter with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgeteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, and her parts unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the parts of life. Amen. So, your child should know this, because even the matter of attraction to boys and attraction to girls among the children attractions to the opposite sex and even same sex they are already facing such things at a very young age as early as three four five they see the person of the opposite sex and they are drawn towards them teach them and let them know that they are to practice the virtues of christ should they meet another child who is the forward child or the mischievous child who wants to incline them to death by luring them to sin teach your child to resist temptation then they are the ones who want to lure to cultism and to form gangs proverbs 1 verse 10 to 19 tells us my son if sinners entice thee consent thou not if they say come with us let us lay wait for blood let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. This, you know how this starts? This is like cultism here. This is the gangster lifestyle. And it says, this, let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Casting thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. Teach your children with this passage, Proverbs 1 verse 10 to 16, what they are to do. Say in verse 15, my son, Tell your child, my son, my daughter, walk not thou in the way with them. 
refrain thy foot from their from their path, for their feet run down to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lock privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which they get away the life of their owners thereof. So let your child be cured of selfishness, so that they don't learn to take things that don't belong to them. You know that children, they believe everything belongs to them. Unless you let them know that that's not the case, teach your child. When they pick things from babyhood, they pick things that don't belong to them and you collect it from them and they start to cry. Don't think that you should give it to them because you are teaching them robbery. They've taken something. It's not theirs. You take it away from them and they start to wail and mourn and cry. And until you give it to them, then they feel comfortable. No, it's not good. Let them cry and comfort them and let them stop crying when that thing does not belong to them. Let them know that people own certain properties and they don't own anything except that which you give them and even that which you give them. It's not theirs. It's yours. It is only theirs as you allow them to use it. They should understand these things from early in early ages so that they do not become nuisance to themselves and to others in society. Especially should children be taught to resist evil. Because you may teach your child well, but they go out there and they meet other people who teach them wrong things. Teach them, like this Proverbs 1 verse 10 to 19 says, And when bad friends come, that they should not walk in with them. No matter the pressure, they should not walk with them. Even if they are mocked, tell them how to respond and tell them to feel good about themselves that they have not done wrong. Then there is the love of pleasure among children. Not just the youths, but even little children. They want to watch the cartoons. They want to watch movies. They want to go to places that it's not good for them. They want to engage in plays that is not good for them. Let them know what the word of God says in 1 John 2. Reading from verse 12 to 17. Part of what is written here, John was addressing little children. He said, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. And then again in verse 13, because you have known the Father. That's what he says. I write unto you because you have known the Father. And then the warning is given in verse 15 to 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. If you teach your child the words of Jesus to them, telling them to love not the world, helping them to understand that they should not be attracted to the flashy things of this earth they will learn to use things for their actual value and not to hold on to things using material things as a measurement for their worth so i have a car this means this is what i am worth i have this house i use it as something just to show what i am worth not necessarily just for living a bedroom is for living it's not for showing what you are worth let them know that they are not to spend lavishly. Keep them from the fraudulent behavior. Let them understand that the things of this world are going to perish with the using and the Lord will destroy everything. They will burn to ashes. Let them know from, from when they are very little that everything is going to burn. 
if you are a child is in a rich from a rich family where everything looks very good around them there's a danger that they're attracted to these things tell your child it's all going to burn the house is just for living there's nothing more it's just for us to lay our head the car you're i'm driving tell them it's just for transportation it's not something of luxury and you should be careful that really you are just using those things for their actual purpose and not for luxury purposes the temptations that come to children come many times because of idleness too much holidays is not good for them and here is where wise management from the parents is needed in my life today page 213 paragraph 8 we are told the world has many holidays and men become engrossed with games with horse races with gambling smoking and drunkenness they show plainly under what banner they are standing shall not the people of god more frequently have holy convocations in which to thank god for his rich blessings end of quote of course we should let them be always busy teach them that work is very very pleasant and work is not a drudgery they are not to see work as punishment but rather as a beautiful thing to engage in and then there are the games that the children want to engage in someone may have taught it to them because if you don't teach them they don't know it the child doesn't know what football is unless you teach them football or see somebody do it unless you buy a ball for that child and they start to kick it around not nothing wrong kicking the ball around of course but the sports competition unless you compete with them then they will know something called competition then there are the games the ludo the snake and ladder the checkers the chess and the rest of them competitive sports competitive games what does the word of god say teach your children adventist home page 498 paragraph 2 there are amusements such as dancing card playing chess checkers etc which we cannot approve because heaven condemns them these amusements open the door for great evil they are not beneficial in their tendency but have an exciting influence producing in some minds a passion for those plays which lead to gambling and dissipation all such plays should be condemned by christians and something perfectly harmless should be substituted in their place amen end of quote today the world is filled with gamblers the world is a gambling hell it hasn't been as bad as this before all over africa the us the uk it's taking place all over europe asia gambling is now the normal thing that everybody is doing because the christian feels like oh gambling i'm not doing internet fraud i'm not robbing i'm not stealing but it's a way of making quick money so the christian will gamble even though he is sinning against god why because that act of gambling is still the covetousness that is involved in it It it's still the selfishness it is even stealing that's what it is you take something that does not belong to you because somebody else took it from another person and it is legalized why because people are using god's money god's property to want to rob another person because look at gambling i know very well that the only way i'm going to get my own money is because you will lose i would say oh this is what is going to happen you say no this is what's going to happen and we all drop money one of us has to be right or nobody is right at all the one who is organizing it collects everybody's money and everybody loses 
it's just a waste of time and waste of money today christians especially are falling into this trap of gambling because they think they're not killing anybody they're not stealing from anybody in their mind they think they're not stealing but they are very well they are and heaven condemns it and this is something that we should run away from and then there are the popular amusements that take place around us page 500 that paragraph 2 and downward of Adventist home tells us concerning them things like boxing these are pugilistic games we should avoid them wrestling and the rest and then even the football let me read it says here in paragraph 3 page 500 some of the most popular amusements such as football and boxing have become schools of brutality they are developing the same characteristics as did the games of ancient Rome the love of domination that is the main spirit in football the love of domination the pride in mere brute force the reckless disregard of life are exerting upon the youth a part demoralized that is appalling other athletic games though not so brutalizing are scarcely less objectionable because of the excess to which they are carried they stimulate the love of pleasure and excitement thus fostering a distaste for useful labor a disposition to shun practical duties and responsibilities they tend to destroy a relish for life's sober realities and its tranquil enjoyments thus the door is open to dissipation and lawlessness with their terrible results so talking about the two things that were mentioned here boxing and football what is wrong with these things i won't say much but it is just that one thing the spirit of domination that is it because your pleasure comes from the knowledge that i have dominated this person i've subdued this person i am superior that is not the spirit of christ that is not the spirit of christ you see these are subtle temptations we are in the hour of temptation tell any christian today that football is wrong and they will they will look at you like an extremist they will look at you like someone who just wants to take life's joys away from it but if you are in Christ and Christ is in you, you would understand that you are not supposed to be getting pleasure from another person's pain. That you are not supposed to be deriving joy from somebody's sorrow. Because that's all that takes place in sports. Especially these ones, the competitive ones like football and basketball. Any competitive sport it may not be pugilistic in the sense that it includes brute force. But the same spirit of domination is in all the games, is in all the sports. As far as there's competition, the pleasure comes from what? Domination. I mean, why can't you just run by yourself and reach the end of the track and then rejoice? If you were to run a race all by yourself and then when you reach the end of the track, you start to jump. Oh, why are you jumping? Because there was you can't jump, you can't rejoice. But when you run with six other people or seven other people and you get to the end of the race before them, then you rejoice. Where was the source of your joy? The fact that you dominated others. That spirit of domination is the spirit of Satan. It's not the spirit of God. May God cure and help. Because these things have entered into our blood since we have been young. And that spirit of domination reveals itself everywhere. Even when you come to the church, the same thing. It's all a competition. Who can preach better than the other? Who can sing better than the other? God is advising these things should be cured from childhood. The message to boys and girls is to avoid these things. Go not thou in the way with them. You should tell your child. Let them cut off from these things. If you will train your child as a reward for God, this is the message for them. Proverbs chapter 2 
reading from verse 1 says, My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his sins. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. Amen. All children and youth are to learn to depend on God for direction. Because that's what we just read now. Now we are to depend on God. Satan is on the track of every boy and girl every moment and parents will do well to teach their children to depend on God as a very present helper in time of trouble. But parents, you must elevate your standard higher if you will protect your child. You can only tell them to do the things that you know are good and avoid the things that you know are bad. But if you are not updated, if you are not refined, if your conscience is not sensitive, your child will be doing wrong in your presence. And you would not even say a word about it. Because to you, that wrong is not wrong. Now, one other important thing that we read today, very important, that children are to know, that I may know him, page 41, paragraph 3. Pray much while at your work. Let your heart be uplifted to God. When you have committed to God the keeping of your soul, do not go away and act directly contrary to the prayer you have made. Watch as well as pray, lest you become overcome with temptation. Resist the first inclination to do wrong. Pray in your heart, Jesus help me, preserve me from evil. And then, do what you know Christ would be pleased to have you do. End of quote. This is the way of abiding in Christ. Tell your children to know that Christ abides in them. By faith they are to believe it. And having done that, then they are to know that if Christ abides in them, they can pray to God for help. And prayer is not to be done as, tell them, it's not something you do every morning and that's it. Once they have prayed, they should remember, we all, it's not just them. That's why I said we are all little children in the eyes of God. We are to remember our prayers and act out our prayers and not forget what we prayed for. And this is the way for us to be victorious, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength, to have him in our hearts, not just pray, but to watch watching all the time and we should keep in step with the spirit of the lord god is watching us all and loves us and wants to help every parent and every child and it's our duty to have faith in god as one who abides in us through jesus christ through the holy spirit and that we can draw strength and help from him in every time of trouble praying without ceasing that's what the child should learn and that's what we should learn too God help that every parent can teach appropriately their child these lessons and we also whether children in age or not but children in the sight of God can have these lessons in our heart put into practice and really be children of God because of our obedience and not just because we say oh I'm a child of God but we are holding up to the virtues of God knowing very well that belong to him, we belong to him because we obey him let us pray. Thank you, dear Father, for these words of encouragement. Thank you for the counsels that have been given to us. 
Some things may sound strange to some ears and ears are tingling. But I pray, Father, that your spirits will talk to your children and help us to understand the standard of the Lord and to cut off from every evil influence. I pray for fathers and mothers who are listening. Give them the grace to do their work faithfully, first in their own lives and then in the lives of their children. I pray, Father, for everyone that you give us grace to pray and to act out our prayers and that we shall be able to overcome every temptation that comes our way. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at stars.org